Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. I think being a mom makes you a better version of yourself. I think that it teaches you grit, like if you can mm-hmm. be a mom, you can freaking do anything, you know, like <laughs> you are superwoman. you know, you are exhausted and you're raising these humans. And I think it just makes you a better, I truly believe it's made me a better version of myself. Hey everyone. And welcome to another episode. I hope you're having just the best day ever today and you're ready to listen to an awesome guest. Today, I have the phenomenal designer, Maggie Clark. Maggie is the acclaimed interior designer and CEO behind her full-service design firm, Maggie Clark Interiors, headquartered in Memphis, Tennessee. Over the years, Maggie has become a local household name. She has features in At Home, Apartment Therapy, and Martha Stewart Magazine. Today, she's recognized as the go-to interior designer and project advisor to busy professional families in the Southeast looking to design a home that meets the unique needs of their family. Preferred design partners, a keen attention to craftsmanship, and turnkey approach to each family are the pillars of Maggie's design. I hope you enjoy our conversation today. Hi, Maggie. Thank you so, so, so much for being on the podcast today. I'm really excited to talk to you. So uh, how are you today? I'm good, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. This is my first podcast, so I am a newbie to this, but super pumped to talk to you. Oh, I'm excited that you are going to be on my podcast as your first and not your last because you're phenomenal and incredible. And I love your design work. So I'm excited to talk about it today. Nice. Thank you. So before we start talking about your, you as an interior designer and everything, first, just tell me and tell the listeners about you. Who is Maggie Clark? You know, your, where you live, family, children, hobbies, just anything like that. Sure. Yes. Um, I'm Maggie. I'm based in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. I am the CEO and head interior designer at Maggie Clark Interiors, which I started about two years ago. Um, I have been married for 10 years. Um, I met my husband in college. He's actually British. Um, and he was playing golf on um, the University of Memphis golf team. And I always joke now he's stuck here forever. (laughs) (laughs) He can never leave. (laughs) He's never allowed to leave. We have three children. Um, Our oldest two are girls. Glennis is seven. Lula is five. And our youngest, Oliver, is almost two. (laughs) So I was telling you earlier that you were in the trenches, but I kind of am too. I feel like we started over. We're like, we, we waited till like, you know, everybody could buckle themselves in and use the potty. And then we started over, over. (laughs) but it's fun. Um, it's always crazy. It's always like a circus, but we are trying to love every minute of it. 
Yeah. That's, that's what you have to do. You just have to, you know, even when it gets hard, kind of like what you said before we started and you might talk about it's, this doesn't, the stage doesn't last forever. So try to enjoy the good parts. You're not going to enjoy all the parts, like no way, but there's always something cute to to look at with your kids. Embrace the good times and try to forget (laughs) the, the hard times. No, in all seriousness, I, I feel like as a mom, now that I've been a mom for seven years, I have to keep reminding myself that each stage is just a stage. Like you're not always going to be this tired. You're not always going to have a baby that doesn't sleep. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not always going to have someone that throws tantrums about what color their socks are. You know, it's it's only a stage and like in a few months, it's going to be something else. And I think if you keep that perspective, (laughs) that's like, you know, that's gold, you know, Mm -hmm. it's how you get through it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I always heard, I always heard like before I had kids, parents would say like their kids have tantrums, like literally about the color of their socks. I was like, what? Is that a thing? No, that's not a thing. My kids will never do that one day. And my daughter, like her socks will be light pink and she'll just like lay on the ground, stare at the ceiling and be like, I wanted dark pink socks. I'm like, what? Come on. Come on. I have one and I won't name any names, but I have one that only will wear a certain brand of socks. I think it's some sort of like sensory issue, but like they, they're called Jeffrey socks. They don't have seams in them. And Ooh. like she, if, if those aren't clean, like it's a huge ordeal. So she's <laughs> just wearing sandals that day. Yeah. in the middle of the winter. Yeah, totally. That's nice to learn about yes. your family and your husband. Yes. And so now you, you are a brilliant interior designer. So what got you started in that field? Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I, I still kind of like, I'm like, who me an interior designer. So I have a super weird background. Um, my education, I have a bachelor's in sociology and Then in 2014, I got a master's in elementary education, so K through six. I taught for a total of like five months. Uh, I was pregnant with my first, and it was in a lower socioeconomic part of the city. So I, I kept saying like, if I survive this, I can, I can do anything, but it kind of scarred me. I was a little bit traumatized. I'm so thankful that there are people that can teach because the good Lord knows that we need all the good teachers in all the, you know, different areas, Mm -hmm. especially in Memphis. So after that, I stayed at home with my two oldest. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a mom. Um, I always kind of fantasized about being a stay at home mom, you know, and I'm so thankful that I got to do that. But while I was staying home about year four, um, of being a mom, my husband actually invests in rental properties. So he and I have I say he and I, he, it's mainly his thing. Um, Oh, you're a team. You're a team. Yeah, we're a team. (laughs) We're a team. That's true. He invests. So we have like 40 plus rental properties in Memphis. And he was like, what can we do to combine like our talents? Because while I was at home, I always craved that creative outlet Mm -hmm. and just really something to stimulate my brain. You know, I loved being with my children, but like during nap time and, you know, after they were in bed, I really just craved that thing for me that got my mind going. And, you know, I was always, I've always loved, um, interior design. I've always loved sprucing up our own home. I've like kind of 
dove into all of the design blogs and um, websites and all that. Um, So kind of like self-educated myself during those years. And then we kind of came up, we were on a date one night and he was like, how can we combine our talents? Like, let's, let's turn some of our rental properties into Airbnbs and you can, you know, renovate and decorate and all of that. So that's what we did. We turned a duplex into an Airbnb. I was kind of in charge of all of the renovation and the design and then all the way down to like the finishing details of, you know, which sofa and rugs and wallpaper and stuff like that. It was so fun. I like remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. I'm so glad that you know, I get to do this. Um, because then I still got to be a mom and, you know, it was just part time. So during that journey, I started an Instagram account. Um, I have a friend that's an artist and she was like, you have to start an Instagram. Just, just name it Maggie Clark interiors. And I was like, what? I feel like a fraud, you know? So <laughs> I did, um, immediately started getting inquiries from people and oh, I was awesome. like, what you want me to decorate your house? Okay. Had no idea what I was doing. Just jumped in. Um, and yeah, from there, I think probably two years later, I've turned, um, the business into a, um, full service luxury interior design. I have a project manager and a whole team of preferred design partners that I work with. So, um, yeah, here we are. (laughs) It's crazy. It's amazing. And I, Every time I look through your Instagram feed, I'm just like, oh, everything is just so put together, but it's just so cohesive no matter what style it is. Oh, everything that's is the just best very compliment you could ever give me. That's so oh. so kind. Thank you. <laughs> it's just clean. It's like everything has its place and it just goes together so nicely. I mean, everyone has different, you know, styles or way of going about things or putting things together, but I just exceptionally like how you put things together. I think it's really nice. And that's what drew me towards it. And every time you post something, I'm like, Oh, it's a good room. Oh, like you post, you had something recently. I think I messaged you with the fireplace with like the built-in shelves. And I was like, I have a fireplace with built-in shelves and I always want to do something to make it like pop or whatever. But like, I am so scared of paint. Some days I'm like, I just want to paint all the cabinets or I want to, you know, do this or that. I I don't, but I talk Mm -hmm. about it every day, but it's, a paint it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say this. So your own house is way scarier than someone else's house. I know that sounds weird, but I, I go back and forth on decisions like that for my own house. So we're all there. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to see someone else's home from a different perspective and design yeah. it for them because you, I look at my client as, okay, I'm almost like their tastemaker and their curator. So like I, I gather their pictures from Pinterest. I tell them to give me all of their dog-eared magazine pictures. And so we kind of start there and create like their vibe. And, um, Mm. I'm so glad that you mentioned that about, you know, that each client or each project is different, but it's still cohesive because that touches on my pillars of my business. Like a, I want to serve as their, um, leader in design. So like I'm in charge of all of the preferred design partners, like the painters and all that. That's what most of my clientele are busy, young 
professional working families and they're like, I know what I like. I could probably do it. I just don't have enough time, you know? So, so I act as their like, okay, if you hire Maggie Clark interiors, we've got your painters, we've got your woodworkers, we've got your flooring people, you know, we've got all the people so that you don't have to do anything. And that we, you know, we're, we have a turnkey approach to everything. And then B going back to what you said about having each project different styles, but it all feels cohesive. I really pride myself in doing that for each client. I want their home to feel like them. I don't want it to feel like Maggie um, because you might come to my house and be like, wow, this is so different. It looks, it's got a different vibe than other projects that you've done. My goal when someone hires me is to help them refine and curate their style. And I want it to feel like when they walk in the door, like, ah, this is so me, you know? So, so we really try to do that with each and every client. That is completely full service. It's just time, time and money, but a lot of time, you know? And so to have somebody like you, that just, I'll tell you what I want and you go do it. It's just like perfect. That's right. And I've seen, I've actually seen a funny meme lately. It says designer breakdown, $5 choosing the furniture, $5,000 knowing the right people to use and the right furniture to choose. And that's really why you're hiring a designer is Mm -hmm. to, you, you go to them because they, they've done it before. Uh They know they've sat in all the furniture at market, you know, they've worked with these people multiple times. So you don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people can just have a certain style in mind, but just not know how to put it to life. And you know that you, you have the skills and the mindset to know exactly what to put where and what goes together. Yes. So you are just wonderful. A wonderful person. (laughs) That's so nice. Thank you, Kelly. You have been featured also in some pretty cool magazines and stuff. So what have you been featured in? I have, um, I, in 2020, I was featured in an apartment therapy article. It featured actually our back house. Um, we live in an old neighborhood in Memphis. Um, it's part of like the historical, it's called central gardens, historical, um, neighborhood and all of the houses or most of the houses have back houses. So ours was like a dilapidated shed and, um, we renovated it. We basically just gutted it to the studs and built it up and turned it into a, an Airbnb at first. And then as I was pregnant with my third, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have strangers in my backyard. So we, we actually turned it into a, um, long, longer term rental, but it was featured in apartment therapy. And so that was super fun. I was also featured in at home, um, which is a local magazine. It features homes in Memphis and Arkansas, which that was super fun. Cause it's, it, I say local, but it's like big, like it was a big yeah. deal. I was so, so excited. It's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm an interior design, interior designer spokesperson for Sylvania General Lighting, mm-hmm. which is super wow. fun. And I've had an article in Martha Stewart 
a bunch of super fun stuff. I've, I was featured in um, the Scout Guide in Memphis. So the trajectory of how business is going, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen this year? It's so yeah. exciting. Oh, so you're proof right there that you can be a mom, even of three kids, and totally thrive and follow your passions and what you want to do and do it and not just dabble in it. Even if you just started dabbling in it, you can be a great mom and still do something totally incredible and watch it grow. Like you just said, you're so excited to watch it grow. So I wanted to ask you what you've been featured in just to kind of show others, you know, the successes that you can have and being a mom does not have to hold you back from doing any of that. Absolutely. And that's, important to know and important to say. I know I say it a lot on here, but it's it's important. And it's the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is to show these incredible women, incredible moms yeah. that are doing amazing things and still being a wonderful mom to their children. So absolutely. I, absolutely. And I love when you contacted me about being on the podcast, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so honored because it's something I feel so strongly about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being a mom makes you a better version of yourself. I think that it teaches you grit. Like if you mm-hmm. can be a mom, you can freaking do anything, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you are superwoman. you know, you are exhausted and you're raising these humans. And I think it just makes you a better, I truly believe it's made me a better version of myself. And honestly, if you do that something for yourself. So I quickly learned there are two things you don't mess with when it comes to my happiness. That's exercise and being creative. <laughs> so like, even when my, my girls, they're 19 months apart, they were like, I don't know, like six months and two. I, I don't, I was so exhausted because neither of them were sleeping, but I still woke up and I made it a point to go do my group fitness class. Cause my people were there and I knew that it was good for my mind. So I kept that. That was my one thing for myself. And then also later down the road, I found, Hey, when mom works, when mom has, you know, this thing that she's doing just for her, I'm a better mom. Oh, I come sure. downstairs when my babysitter leaves and I'm like, I love you children. Like, let's do a puzzle. <laughs> let's read a book. Like, let's go on a walk. Let, let me take you to the park. I'm so much more patient. And, um, I think my kids see that. I think my kids thrive off my energy when I'm happy with myself and I keep those things for myself. You're such a great role model. Like my girls, for example, they come, it's the cutest thing. They come up to my office and I don't mind it. I tell, I tell our babysitter, listen, if they are not being disruptive, I'm okay with it. They come and they get all my fabrics out and like they measure everything. And they're like, I'm designing our attic. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm being, you know, like I'm being a great role model. They're seeing me mm-hmm. working and, you know, developing this business. And I hope that a either learn from that and do, do what makes them happy or B come to work for me one day. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to work for me? <laughs> I, I'm like whispering that in my daughter's ears. Like every day, I'm like, one day you can work for mommy. <laughs> I bet, I bet your daughters get so excited when you say that too. Yes. For, yeah. your oldest I'm not son. sure they're convinced yet, but maybe one day. <laughs> it's everything you just said is 
like dead on. And that's what a lot of moms don't realize is like, you have to pour into yourself to pour out to your family. Absolutely. You can't, you can't just like give and give and give to your family and not do something for yourself because you're just going to run empty. And then that giving is not going to be very happy giving to your family. Exactly. Exactly what you said. Taking care of yourself is just as important as taking care of your kids. If you don't take care of yourself mentally and physically, you can't take care of your children. How do you balance being the CEO of your business, being a designer, uh, just being all around the go-to interior designer, you know, of your area basically for, for certain people. So how do you balance all that with your mom life? So I'll start off by saying it's not easy. (laughs) Like I said earlier, um, it's a lot like a circus, but what I try to do every single day is when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm at home, I'm at home. So as soon as our babysitter leaves, I come downstairs, I'm not emailing, I'm not texting. I'm not talking to my husband about work or, um, you know, what, crazy thing happened. Like I'm with my children playing and investing in them, asking them how school was and all of that. So I think you have to kind of, when you're there, you're there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you're not somewhere else in your mind and in your head. So do I do that perfectly every day? Absolutely not. No, but that's what I strive to do. It's, It's as simple as when you're at work, your work, And then when you're at home, you're home. So try to be completely present in what you're doing in the moment. And that definitely will add a a good balance. So what's your advice to moms on basically how they can follow their goals, their passions, their dreams? Mm -hmm. What would be your advice to them when they want to do that? But maybe they feel stuck in life. Maybe they're just super tired. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. we're all just tired. (laughs) We're we're just permanently tired at this point. Being tired Um, never gets better. (laughs) (laughs) Even when they're seven, you're like, I'm still exhausted. (laughs) Um, Or maybe they just have this like scarcity mindset that like nothing ever seems attainable. Or when you become a mom, nothing seems attainable because a lot of life tries to tell us that too. You know, Mm -hmm. you're a mom, you're a mom end of story right there. Mm -hmm. So, so what would you say to moms that want to do something big and great for themselves or small and great for themselves, but they just feel like they can't. Right. So my advice, number one, if you're tired, take a nap. (laughs) It's, It's funny how when you wake up after like being exhausted, you, your life, your perspective on life is just like, Oh, okay. I'm not really depressed and like want to jump off the roof. Like it's fine. I just needed a nap. So take a nap. And then if you still have time left over, do something that makes you happy, whether it's exercising, whether it's reading, whether it's being creative, just have that, you know, a lot of time during the day, like who cares if there's laundry everywhere who cares if there's dishes, who cares if it looks like a bomb went off in your house, like set that time aside each day and do something for you, whatever it may be. So if you haven't heard the mom secret journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. 
With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momswhocreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. Best advice right there. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Find some sort of outlet and make sure you make time for yourself. Even if it's like five minutes, do, please do more than this. This is not yeah. enough. But even if it's starting out five minutes a day, you know, right. doing something for yourself or having some sort of create, creative outlet or right. taking a nap or, you mm-hmm. know, taking a bubble bath with the door locked, something like that. Right. I, I agree. When my girls were super young, um, every morning when I was at home, I would get them ready, would go to the gym, drop them off at their little childcare watch thing and do my exercise, come home, lunch. We'd all take a nap. (laughs) All all three of us would take a nap. And if I had any time left over, I would um, read a design magazine or, and it it just starts that way. Um, And then I would start making vision boards of like fake rooms. You know, I didn't really have any projects going on. I was just practicing with the dream of maybe one day I could do this for other people. Taking that time for yourself is so, so important. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And do you think that would kind of be your, do you think that would be your advice to your younger self, whether right before kids or right when you had kids and you were in the early newborn stages, would you would just want to like hug yourself and say, take time for yourself. It's not selfish. Please don't have mom guilt. Mom guilt is the killer of all dreams. In my opinion, it is, it is. And when you're in that stage of life, when you go from being a family of two or, you know, just yourself, whatever it may be. And then you have a child, it is a huge transition you know, you're like thrown into it almost. And I always tell people the hardest transition is going from zero to one because you are now responsible for this life and caring for someone 24 hours a day. So it's huge. And I think if I could go back and tell my younger self, you're still you, you know, you're just a mom. Um, you know, like you're, you're still Maggie, you still have hobbies, you still have likes, um, you're still the same person, but you're also a mom. So it's not just like this overwhelming, like, that's all I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just a mom. And I, I felt that way. Mm-hmm. And it took me, it took me a long time to get where I am. Like, okay, mommy's happier. <laughs> mommy's happier when she's got things for herself. Yeah. So. Being a mom's very important, but also remembering who you are deep inside. Yes. You have to, they have to coexist with each other. In order for you to take care of yourself, you have to put trust in others, whether that's your husband for an hour, whether mm-hmm. it's your, you know, it's the grandparents, whether it's daycare, a yeah, nanny, whatever yeah. it may be like, it's okay. Yeah. They're going to do a good job. You've looked into the situation and you've made the best decision and this is good. This is going to be good for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's not talked about enough in like a momhood. I didn't realize I would have such a hard time letting somebody else watch my kids, whether it's my, my mom or, you know, a babysitter, or even like she's at preschool. The first time I dropped her off at preschool, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to park out here. I'm just going to sit here for two hours to make and sure. Cry. Yeah. I just want to make sure the building doesn't burn down. 
like totally just gonna cry. I, and then I, I remember I, I picked her up and they came out like three minutes late and that whole three minutes I was like what happened what's going on are they okay <laughs> it's it sounds silly like looking back onto that but I know if I went through that I'm definitely not the only mom and it's, no. it's so no. weird it's just, your horn I think too when you like are postpartum your hormones are all crazy mm-hmm. and you like think all these irrational thoughts like she's gonna fall out of her car seat I'm like what baby's ever fallen out of their car you know like right? you think yeah. all these crazy things but yeah. you know I will say by the time you have your third I have no issue with other people keeping my children yeah. <laughs> I'm like hi kids and then I like skip off to work <laughs> it's really the simplest things right it's like it's simple things that you just kind of want to hear from somebody else, whether it's, you know, one of your friends or just listening to a podcast and someone being like, Hey, you go take a nap, you know, like it's important. Um, our third child, I wanted to mention that, um, when he was six weeks old, we actually found out that he was born, uh, profoundly deaf. Um, so during all of this COVID craziness, admits like being quarantined and homeschooling and, um, starting my business and having our third child making that transition. We've been dealing with, you know, this, this it's now turned into a beautiful journey. Um, but at first it was super scary and hard because going back to how we were talking about, you know, you kind of lose yourself. I remember as a mom, I remember when he first was diagnosed, I was like, that's it. I've got to quit my job. Mm-hmm. I am going to homeschool him for the rest of my life. Like I'm going to have to take him to therapy, you know, mm-hmm. 1500 times a week. Like I'm just quitting everything. Yeah. And then like, as you start to like come out of the initial shock and you start becoming more educated in whatever it may be. You're like, okay, no, this is just something we're going to learn to live with. You know, yeah. we're going to learn the things that we need to do. And like, it's, it's, I think anytime you have a child with special needs, that initial shock is like, oh my God, my life's over, you know, oh, like, but, we, but we, the heaviness of it, is... the heaviness and like, you know, but I I'm living proof that you can have a job with special needs and still have your business or your full-time job or whatever it may be. I hope that, that, that serves as a little bit of inspiration to someone that might be going through something similar. He got a cochlear implant when he was one, almost one. And he's now almost two and he's like almost caught up to like other kids, his age, which is oh, wow. really amazing. Oh, so that's um, really benefited yeah, him. Like he's like talk, like he's like saying words. It's, it's really unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I yeah. hope he continues to. Yeah. Yeah. He's, follow wild. That path. he's a typical two-year-old wild yeah. as can be. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You seem to find the silver lining in everything. And I think I life, is, life is all about perspective. It really is. So there are, there are people going through a lot worse things than I am. So I, I just, I continue to try to look at things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great outlook and a great view on life. I like you, Maggie. I like you, Kelly. I think you're a pretty cool gal. (laughs) So where can our listeners go to check out all of your design work, um, see your features and also maybe even contact you for potential like design work in their space in the future. 
Yes. Um, I am very active on Instagram. You can follow me at Maggie Clark interiors. Uh, Clark has an E so it's M A G G I E C L A R K E interiors. Um, and then also my website, you can see all of my projects that I've been working on there. It's www.maggieclarkinteriors.com. Um, if you would like to inquire about services, go to my website and there is a tab that says inquire and you can fill up that form and someone will be in touch. Awesome. I'm sure there are some people listening. That's going to definitely go look at your stuff because it's just, I didn't ask your favorite design style. What's your favorite kind of home style that you, is there one that you get like extra excited about when somebody likes that in their home that you get to design? So the way I describe, um, Maggie Clark interiors aesthetic is a refresh on traditional. Um, so I love using those base items, um, such as like drapery and sofas and rugs, the big core items, and then mixing in funky pieces, whether it's a vintage piece, whether it's a family heirloom, whether it's a really cool modern light fixture. I love that juxtaposition of mixing, um, opposites. Oh, yeah. that's cool. so, so I would say eclectic refresh on traditional. Um, I love mid-century modern. I really love it all. Mm-hmm. That's love, my favorite. My favorite part is designing around my client's aesthetic. Like I love, they're like, I really like contemporary. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I just did a really super traditional space. So now I'm excited to do contemporary, you know? Um, so I like mixing it up. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. I feel like I'm always lately. I'm like, mid-century modern is kind of our like home style. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes I'm like, I really want like a Scottish castle. (laughs) Yeah. It's completely different. Like you can make some. Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah. That's, I would definitely need your help to do that because I don't, (laughs) it would, my husband's always like, Kelly, you're, you have so many different kinds of styles you like, and I put it all up at the same time. So it's like, he's always like, nothing matches. I'm like, I like that. I like that nothing matches because it's like, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe it should match. Tell him that's a dirty word. We don't use the word match. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I'll also put your contact information in the show notes. So people can just click on that and go check you out. So this has been so fun. Oh, I've, I've had a lot of fun too, talking to you about all of this. You're just cool. You're a great mom I can tell just from talking to you for an hour you are you have found a great balance you're just totally thriving and I just love to see it I know I just met you but I'm like go 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 go. such a wonderful compliment thank you so thank you so so much for being here I had a great time talking to you and thanks for being on the podcast today thank you for having me Kelly Connect with me on Instagram at Moms Who Create Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.